the way you look at things, the things you look at change. What exists, reality itself, is gorgeous. It is the plenum, the fullness of total joy. The universe is a celebration. It's a firework show to celebrate that existence is. Wow, we. For those of us seeking a life of meaning and purpose, capturing fulfillment in every moment of now, seeking the truth of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. And I'm your co-host for the day, Alexis McQuillan. We're here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day. Are you living or are you killing time? Welcome back to another episode, everybody, and we got a super interesting one for today. We're going to talk about the Mandela Effect. This one has come up a couple of times for me in conversation because there's some new ones, like new ones pop up all the time. And as soon as I brought this up to Alexis, she's like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this one. <laughs> How's it going? What have you been up to? Dude. <laughs> You're rough today? Actually, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really hungover. And the reason why <laughs> is my stepsister and my stepmom came over and it's kind of like girly, but my stepsister is in school for like cosmetology and all that. So I have extensions. Um, so she came over and did my extensions and we were kind of drinking a little bit and then they left and Chase and I, my boyfriend, we look across the road in the neighborhood and we see these like bright lights and like people are partying, the music's up loud. And we are like, dang, that looks like a good time. So we were like, should we just like walk over and see what happens? And so we walk over there and there's some kids out there with like suits and they're playing football. So we start playing football with them. They're like young too. And then we go into the backyard because the gate is open and there's these two women sitting like right, right up in there. And I notice, I'm like, Chase, this is a wedding. Like we can't, this is a freaking wedding. We can't be here. And he's like, I know. But then I was like, but. But... Could we be wedding crashers? Could we be wedding crashers? <laughs> <laughs> so I like walk up to the ladies. I was like, hey, like, like we thought this was like a block party or I don't know. Like, can we like hang out? And they were like, oh, yeah, they would love it. They would love it. I was like, really? So they're like, they grabbed our arm. They, all, everybody there is so drunk. They grab our arms. They take us to the back. And they were like, hey, to the bride. They're like, these are wedding crashers. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> They, we partied there all freaking night. I danced my ass off. Like there's so many videos of me dancing with the bride. The groom was so cool. Everybody was amazing. Um, And so I'm, and they, it was an open bar. So they were just like shoving shots down her throat. So needless to say, I'm a wedding crasher now. And I had a blast last night, but I'm also highly hungover. So <laughs> you can't tell though. Like if I were hungover right now. I would literally probably it would have been like I can't do this I can't do it like I'd be seeing double <laughs> I'd be all over myself you know I couldn't why? think straight. That's because you're a man. Like, <laughs> how are you when you get sick? I I don't get sick, so you know. <laughs> no, I'm the do, biggest baby. Like if I get if, if I get sick, yeah. I'm a huge baby. But there there is actually an explanation to that. Whenever the whole man cold thing, I actually have an explanation to that. I've heard a scientific explanation to All that. Right, so let's hear it. I'll get let's nerdy about it. 
men, and this is not a sexist thing, men statistically have a higher body muscle uh, muscle mass ratio, body body mass ratio. So when a cold settles in and you get that like tension when everything is sick and everything gets hurt and it's achy, you have more actual muscle mass for that virus and that pain to actually set into the body than a woman would typically have in a body muscle mass. I've heard that. It's not my own personal opinion, but I've used that as the excuse when I've been, you know, oh, you've got a man cold. So (laughs) no, I'm the big when I'm when I'm sick, I am like, I need something to drink. I need something to eat. No, I'm a big, huge baby when it comes (laughs) to being sick. But that's why I don't. How was your weekend? I I have been just catching up on life because, you know, I've I've been this this year has definitely been like the year of growth. And I've been ironing out a lot of things to make room for the podcast. And, you know, I still have my little obligations, but I'm trying to minimize how much time I'm spending on those other things so that I can make more room for this as time has gone on. And I know it's not going to happen in the blink of an eye. Um, but it's definitely, I've seen more traction. I've seen more followers on social media and you know how much I haven't liked social media over the years. And I'm starting to, um, interact with people a little bit more. So I'm like trying to embrace the beast that it is. Cause that becomes its own thing in itself too. And like, you haven't been on social media at all lately. So I'm going to at least do, uh, since uh, August, I, that's crazy, but I bet you it's been rewarding, that- hasn't it? Oh, it's so rewarding. I would, I, I think everybody should take a break. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But I'm excited. I know that this podcast is like your, your one true love. It is. It is a passion. I love yeah. it. Everybody's going to have that yeah. outlet in life. And I've, I'm glad I've, I've found a healthy version of one because, uh, everybody needs one. So this is one of my many, one of my many, though. I'm really, I'm really, really excited for this specific, um, topic that we're going on today because we're going to get hyphy. We're going to get angry and everyone's going to get upset with us. And it's so exciting. I actually told a couple of guys at the gym about this and they were like, oh my God, send that to me when like it comes out. Like people are really excited about this topic. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. I love it. I love this topic. So the Mandela effect, let's start off with where it even got its name. So for those of you who don't know much about this, which I'm finding out there's actually quite a a lot of people who they've heard about it. And if they have heard about it, they don't know much about it. If they haven't heard about it, they don't know anything. So when you start to tell them stuff about it, if it's their first encounter with the concepts and all these different things, at first when they hear some of these Mandela effect things, they're like, that's bullshit. And then other times, like their brains just can't comprehend it. And that's kind of part of the conversations I've had in the last few days. So totally. before we dive in too deep, let's, let's talk about what it is. So it's named after Nelson Mandela. He was the South African president and It comes from the theory that he died in prison. A lot of people remember him actually dying when he was in prison under the apartheid of South Africa. So he, yeah. And people remember him dying in prison, big funeral and everything. But then other people remember him getting out and having, uh, you know, time in politics after he got out. And then he died, um, I think in like 2013, 14, 13. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's the first part of it, because people were like, wait a minute, didn't this dude already die? And it was like that that's what first spurred it. And then one of I think the most famous one that immediately people were starting to connect the dots with, like, wait a minute, history is this way. I don't remember that. I remember it this way. The biggest one was the Berenstain Bears. Like, I remember that being the very first one of the Mandela effects that I was like, 
don't know about the Man- Nelson Mandela thing because I don't really remember. It kind of yeah. sounded familiar. Like I think maybe he died in prison, but I just didn't know my historical aspects of it back then. I really wasn't thinking about all this kind of stuff. But I'll tell you right now, the Berenstain Bears thing. That's my first hold the fuck up. Like, no, 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 no. I remember <laughs> the Steen and the Stein. So let me do a screen share here just so I can I can show what I'm talking about. This For one, those this one's stupid. Like, this is so wrong. Yeah. History is wrong. It is totally <laughs> wrong. Um for those of you who are able to see the video version, it's available on Spotify, it is on YouTube, and it is on Rumble. Rumble's usually a little more delayed, but you can find links to all of those on livethislife.org. So if you go on the main page, every one of the new episodes, it pops up. The links are all right there if you want to see the video episode. So right now, I get an image up on the screen of what most of us remember the Berenstein Bears looking like with their title but if right now you went and pulled a book out of a drawer or a cabinet somewhere that's 30 or 40 years old it is spelled b-e-r-e-n-s-t-a-i-n like stain baron stain but most of us Such remember s-t-e-i-n <laughs> and my, my wife was like i loved the berenstein bears and there's i remember because she's from eastern europe so she's like oh i remember they had like a eastern european german sort of last name but no one remembers the s-t-a-i-n that's messed no, up. No, that's crazy. That's messed up. Like, and oh, we haven't gotten into this yet, but like, in what freaking reality would it ever be Berenstain Bears? It I, should be Berens. It's Berenstain. It wasn't. It rem- I remember in, I remember actually the teacher's room. Like, I remember it was uh, like third grade teacher, Mrs. Rogers. She had a big book rack that spun around and had all these books on it. And we always used to have the, you, you had, must have had the, the paper book orders that you get like once a month, once every couple months. Yeah. And yeah. So I remember those, like you do your book order. And I remember everybody loved the Berenstain Bears back then. Like that was late 80s, early 90s and stuff. They all loved the Berenstain Bears. So people were always getting them. And it remember people would say Steen or Stein, but it was never stain. Like I remember it was never st- like a stain on your shirt. Yeah, it was but, never Baron Stain. But I feel really upset with you right now, Heath, because now you're saying Baron Stain. I know. You're saying it that way. I know. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like you're being conditioned into a different reality, yeah. which is <laughs> it's it's super bizarre, you know, and there's been arguments that it's just simply misremembering, you know? It's been nothing but people just remembering things the wrong way, but I I I disagree. Like there's there's some quantum physics explanations that can actually explain some of these things and one of them if you understand some of the basics of quantum physics which quantum physics is it sounds intimidating and when you first start listening to them describe things like subatomic particles and you know the quantum movement of particles and the, the like all these different experiments and papers and everything that's done it gets mega mega um intimidating but I can kind of break it down just a little bit like basic. The basic explanation is and some of the recent scientific uh, experiments have proven this to be true. There were some significant ones in 2019 and then there were some more that have happened most recently in like 2022. They, they did experiments with quantum entanglement, which is a whole different rabbit hole. I don't want to go down today. But some of the ones that were solidified through most recent experiments, we've talked about the double slit experiment many, many times, which basically says when they fired these particles through a couple of slits in a wall, they fired particles of light and it made it went through these slits and made a bunch of slits on this other back wall that was basically like an interference pattern of 
light going through these slits in a waveform, bouncing off each other and making patterns on the back wall where they basically made strong and weak spots like undulating waves would have, like the high points of the waves would hit the back of this wall and everything else. So they basically said, okay, well, light is a wave, it's not a particle. But then they tried to measure the individual slits with certain sensors and ran the experiment again, and then the light went through the two slits in only two bands of light rather than a bunch of them where the waves would have interfered. So the addition of a measuring device on this experiment changed how reality actually worked. And this is like an experiment that's like over 100 years old. But then they've just been working with it over and over and over again. So just recently, they did some experiments that was basically, it was confirming that reality is not objective. There is not just this reality that you observe as a subject, so then you have your own subjective view, but there is this baseline of an objective reality. The experiments of 2019 proved there's no objective reality. They ran the same experiments with multiple different sensors, so basically multiple different observers, and the experiment was different based on the observers every single time. So there was no baseline objective reality on how these quantum particles interacted with the experiment, which blows my mind. That basically means that there is no real reality. Like the way that things happen, it's not just this steady, unchanging thing. Like it's all based on the observer. So where the Mandela effect comes into this is, the many worlds interpretation that basically the world is constantly changing and depending on the one little decision that you make right now and then the one little decision that I might make and you know you you run the stop sign that results in an accident like the whole back to the future like things all change based on the smallest little changes that could happen in, in your day-to-day experiential choices that you would make that reality splits off into these little different alternate realities every single nanosecond so all these multiple possibilities are all happening and quantum physics explains that in these these wave forms where everything is in a superposition but then when we put an observer on the collapse of the wave function happens it's an all mathematical equation where everything collapses down to the thing you're trying to observe there's an actual equation that that demonstrates this so they're trying to say that basically Something could have happened. Several of those little nanosecond type splits happened. And many of us are having these remembrances of these things that were part of an alternate timeline. Then it's also as simple as we just don't friggin' remember. You know, we we, <laughs> we had way too many nights where we were drinking fireball at the wedding across the street and we've cooked our <laughs> friggin' brain cells and we just don't remember things a certain way. Um, and it's just like when people have that mass formation of consciousness, it steamrolls into certain things and people just believe a certain thing. So like when it comes to the Berenstein and Berenstain bears, there's no two different books out there with different covers unless somebody's obviously made it it was one way or another from the beginning of history. Like the explanation I heard in a conversation not that long ago was like, oh, the internet can change anything. Like, well, the internet can't change the book that's 40 years old sitting in a box right now. The physical copy. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it just cooks my mind, which makes it super interesting because I love this whole, this whole season of the podcast has been just kind of like the what if. What if about reality? What if you did your life a different way? What if you actually open up doors and live your life more rewardingly you know like that's what this whole season has been about and this is one of the biggest what ifs out there like what if the shit's real 
dude this is like this is like one of the craziest topics that i've ever come across i was trying to like find up find the quantum mechanics behind it like you just explained it so well too but there was something else about that i want to bring up but it's basically oh the uncertainty of quantum mechanics yeah so basically if you if you start observing the lights that you were talking about like they start doing their own thing if you're not observing and then as soon as you put a condition on it or as soon as you create a um what is it called um like if you add an element to it then they don't they don't like being observed yeah which I found really interesting. Did you, is that how you would explain it? That's basically what the collapsing of the wave function would be. So like you have that superposition when you say they're doing their thing, like they're doing everything. The, the yeah. particles of the quantum physics are doing everything all at once. They're all over the road. They're everywhere. So when you have everything all over the place, then you have basically, um, you have everything happening everywhere all at once. But then when you, do something to observe it, you're collapsing all of those super potential possibilities into one observable thing. And that puts reality in literally the eyes of the beholder in every single person that you're observing a different reality based on a decision you're gonna make in a split second from now, different than one I will make. And I'm still in your other reality, but all these potentials just go all over the place, which is where all of those like concepts of law of attraction and all that kind of stuff go into play because it's like what you are is what you attract. And so if your mind is constantly on a certain thing, like that's the way your future will end up going and you can constantly keep on breaking down that wave function and attracting those particular things to your life. Like it's all kind of connected in the same sort of philosophies, which that whole what if thing again, it, this, that's why the subject fascinates me so much because law of attraction can seem so whimsical and so woo woo. But then when you hear that they're doing quantum physics experiments yes. that relate to it in a way, it then it just like, it just, it makes you think of, oh my God. So if I focus too much on this one thing about the world or myself, like that's what's pretty much going to show up. I love this woman. She, how she explains it. I was talking to you earlier about her, um, but she basically explains it with quantum mechanics. She says that how law of attraction works. I wish I had a paper. I had, I wish I had it written out, but let's say that you are upset about something and you stay in that state. And this kind of goes back to like how you can create your, this is creating your own reality and attracting whatever you want in your life. And so let's say you're upset and you stay in that state of mind. You're just going to continue on that line of reality and attract those specific things to you. But let's say you, you had the awareness to change out of that state and you leveled up to like maybe gratefulness and you stayed on that track, you are now in that reality. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wish I had like a something written out, but it kind of just goes back. But then it had me mind blown because then I was thinking about the Mandela effect. I'm like, well, that's like, these are very physical things. This is not like state of mind. This is not emotion, right? Right. So then it just like really blew my mind. And then I was like, I'm just going to tell you like my track. And then I was thinking, okay, let's say if Heath and I got in an argument, and we are in parallel realities, all simultaneously happening at once. And then I was like, no, this is what happened. And then you say, no, this is what happened. Is that not the truth? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, that happens. It's um, 
this is what some of the arguments would happen. What would I would hear about these a long time ago before I, I considered any of the stuff that we're talking about today. In my previous line of work, you could go and interview ten different people from a scene, uh, some sort of a crime scene or something like that. You get ten different oh, yeah. stories, a hundred percent, and you could do it instantaneously. And as long as you get people away from each other, you don't have one person's recollection imprinting uh, memories on somebody else's recollection. And then this person tells a story, this one hears it. That first story fills in the gaps of the other person. You know, that's an explanation of kind of what I've heard a lot of the naysayers about the Mandela effect who are trying to explain it away as nothing more than just misremembering. And, and they're saying that, like, oh, once one person said something about Nelson Mandela, other people were like, yeah, that sounds great. And the same thing with the Berenstain Bears and all these other ones. But I'm like, no, there's there's some of these that I am still super fired up about. And every time I see it on on anything, I'm like, it was never that way. I'm telling you right now. And there's too many people. There's too many people in the world that we're all remembering the same thing. Exactly. So that's the part that I can't understand right there is that. So if we're all remembering something a certain way, then why are we all remembering all these different things the other way? You know, it's not like it's one or two. It's like. When you go down the list of some of the Mandela effects, there's there's a couple of them that I actually say bullshit on. I'm like, nah, it was never yeah, that way. Yeah. But there's other ones I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. It could be that. And then there's other ones where I'm like, bullshit. Like C-3PO from Star Wars did not have a silver friggin' leg. He did not have a silver okay. leg. Okay, let's pull these up. Let's go to that let's one. Let's pull these freaking. yeah, let's do it. Let me. Yeah, we're going to dive into also, some of these. Also, another so. light went out. You just had another light go out? Oh this my is, God. Not, I, okay, guys, I have had every, uh, this is the fourth one, fourth one today in my house and also in my collection of lights that I have. They're all going out. It's so bizarre. I don't know what's happening. And it happened. Am I just like that magnetic. You are, you are like uh, blowing fuses and. <laughs> I have powers. You're, you're, oh, you're... now it's on. Okay, weird. Yeah, that your batteries God. are dead, one or the other. <laughs> it okay. just turned back on though so let me do i'm gonna do c3po all right so oh, yeah this one's stupid so on the screen i if you look at the c3po the one on the left is what i remember and i was born in 1980 so star wars was kind of coming up it was a few years before i was even born when the first one but i mean like star wars was like the hottest movie of the 80s you know and some people have never let that go i'm not a huge like star wars star trek kind of fan but I totally remember Star Wars. I had trading cards from back in the 80s. I had some older relatives and stuff that just gave me them all the time. They'd come in little packs with bubble gum. And I used to just have like coffee cans full of these things. He did not have a silver fucking leg. I'm telling you that right now. He did not have a silver leg. No. But now no. they're saying that one of his legs from the knee down is silver. And I'm telling you, it was never that way. Never silver. You know what would be so interesting is to talk to the director and be like, "Yo, yeah, tell us the truth." And what would what would he remember? What if he What if he was like, "Yeah, it was gold," and then he looks at the the movies and they're fucking silver. They're not silver. <laughs> so, it's not but true. so with some of these, I want to approach them from a devil's advocate point of view, like I do with everything. So even if I believe in something, I still like to find the arguments to the contrary to make mm -hmm. sure that I'm not wrong. So when I listen to the arguments to the contrary, I can make my own decision instead of having confirmation bias, which too many of you listening to this show right now, I guarantee you still do this in this world. You do it with politics. You do it with a whole bunch of other stuff that if somebody says something and it's leaning towards the direction you're already sort of defaulted to believe in, you will 
continue to believe in that. For me, as soon as I hear totally. something, I always go in the opposite direction. Or even if you, if you sat here and argued with me that it was always gold, I would say something like I'm going to right now to prove to the other, to the contrary, okay? So okay. there was only three original movies from like the 70s and 80s. You had one, two, and three, and then it was just kind of over forever. And then in the late 90s, they had the one with like the origins of Darth Vader and Hayden Christensen and stuff like that. So in that series, those were the prequels. Those were the three movies that were supposed to happen before the three that happened in the 80s. In that series, C-3PO gets his leg damaged and that's where the silver leg came into play. And then when they made those original, when they made those prequels, they also re-released the original ones digitally enhanced and they actually added in a scene with Han Solo and um, uh, Jabba the Hutt, big guy, that was never there. It's really cheesy CGI, but it was never originally in the original films and they added in a whole bunch of stuff in those movies. They added in buildings, they added in animals, like all CGI that was done in the late 90s on the original movies. So the argument can be made that when they made the prequels and they had C-3PO's leg get damaged in the prequels, then they digitally enhanced the old movies so he would have a silver leg to match those prequels. So I've heard that be the argument. But then you also have people who have toys from the 70s now, like they don't open their package and stuff like that, that the toy still had a silver leg. So it kind of, that kind of wrecks that theory, but I actually haven't seen those toys in first person, I haven't held on to one of those. So that could be another one of those. The internet's just messing with you kind of thing where somebody's like, yeah, look, I got this original package from 1978 and his leg is silver. But I'm telling you right now, my memory says it was never silver. So anybody who does remember that or has proof of it, I'd love to see it or hear it. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's really fascinating. I just like think about like the physical option, um, the physical object of people opening up a package and he has a silver leg but it's just like so weird thinking that that could just like be a different reality that we dipped into it's just like so mind-blowing to me right i can't even wrap my mind around it it's so like, weird in any living moment and why why is it that we're now in this reality like let's say this is true what if he did have a gold leg like like we all remember and now all of a sudden he has a silver leg in this reality it's so fickle What's the significance, though? You know, it's not like you stopped a historical figure from dying. You know, it's not like some right. major change. It is like the, the the couple of letters changed at the end of a of, of a cartoon uh, kids a novel. You know, or the the bottom half of a fictional robot from a nineteen seventies movie. You know, like what are the significances if these things did change? Like, what is it? And some of the theories I've heard is that. There's not significant enough. It's that whole butterfly effect where it's that slight shift from one reality to another. It's nothing major and impactful, but you always see things that happen in movies where people like go back in time and they change one little thing and then the whole future is completely wrecked and they got to go back and stop that one thing. But then they change something else like the butterfly effect, that movie with Ashton Kutcher, like that one's a mind yeah. fuck. Like that's a really cool movie. But every time he went back to go change something, something else would be completely messed up. And every time he did that, the shift in the timelines that would happen, it would like make him hemorrhage in his brain and his like nose would start bleeding. And yeah, it was like a really messed up kind of movie, but it kind of explains like, is that what that's a theory is about like what's happening here. Well, and it's also it's crazy to think about, too, like, for example, 
if we're if we are actually operating on millions and millions infinite number of realities in this given moment and our creations are based off of our emotion and thought at the time what is it to like how could we say that basically the person who created cpo didn't think or feel in that moment in that reality that it should be a silver leg and then in this reality it should be golden like what if there's another reality that it's a red leg right now the one of the other famous ones that was actually from star wars as well is the scene where um no yeah no yeah so this one. <laughs> Luke, I'm your father. Like everybody remembers Darth Vader in that huge reveal says, Luke, I'm your father. But in the movie, if you watch it right now, he never actually says, Luke, I'm your father. He says, no, I'm your father. Like that one's kind of a mind fuck. But I also have an explanation to that one. But so but you remember, no, Luke, I'm your father totally existed. It's Luke, Luke, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> Oh, um, that was good. I know. Can you do it? Can you do the Luke and my I'm your father? Yeah, you just Luke, I am your father. Like it was, it was, <laughs> but it was, it was like undeniable. It was like a, it was like a pop culture thing. Um, and we all say it into like the window fan and stuff like that. But also that's where the pop culture interference theory comes from. So do you remember the movie Tommy Boy with um, Chris yeah. Farley? Yeah. So there's a scene where he's sitting in his office, like his parents had this company and he's in the office and he's literally doing that into a fan where he's like, la, la, Luke, I am your father. People like remember that scene from the movie. So he's just kind of paraphrasing what happened in the movies. But then people do that same thing over and over again. Little kids do it. We did it when we were growing up just being funny. And then when someone points out the fact like, no, Luke, I am your father was never really said. We're like, oh, wait a minute. No, I said it into the fan all the time. Like the the guy in the comedy movie did, you know, but that never actually really happened. So I've heard that pop culture sort of influence happening and that overrode our memories. But I've heard a very interesting theory that kind of disproves all that for us because a lot of us back in the 80s and stuff, when you're a young kid, you don't have a whole lot going on inside your brain yet. The, the world has not um, thrown a whole bunch of stuff at you. Your mind is very impressionable. It's very malleable. And you remember, I remember the songs to, so, lyrics to so many songs from like the 80s and from when yes. I was a kid and stuff, like word for word songs that I don't hear for 15 years. And if it comes on the radio, I literally can repeat it verbatim still. And movies too. But... I do that now anyway, so it's kind of different. Like, But I, a lot of people have said the same thing. Like, Your mind is able to take all that information in and it like records it because it was just some of the first stuff that you've ever seen. And everybody swears to the fact that it's like, no, I don't remember it this way. I remember all these other things this way. Why are these se- several particular things incorrect in my memory? Like, I would remember this kind of thing. And people who are like diehard Star Wars fans, like... You know, stuff all over the rooms in their mom's basements and whatever else. Like they got stuff all over the place and they'd remember that movie line a certain way. I don't know. Okay. I like that theory, but that makes way more sense to me. Cause you're right. We're not, especially back then we, we didn't have social media. We didn't have any problems, any worries. Like we are retaining so much information. Yeah. And that's like, that's, those are the ages like when we retain the most. So yeah, I'm on board with that because yeah. let me tell you something. Let's get let's get into our other examples because the Monopoly man. Yeah. I remember him with a monocle. 
Totally. Let me pull that one up. We'll do that one and then um oh, we'll just scroll, just keep you pulling all these ones up one after another. All right. So the one that most of us remember, we're all on this like Mandela effect bandwagon where we remember Luke, I am your father. We remember Berenstein Bears, not Berenstein Bears. We remember um the C3PO leg, and then all of us also remember the monocle, like that the Monopoly man had a monocle. And when I brought this up with my mom Dude the other day, she's like, I'm going to go home and check the board. I'm going to go check my game right now. He had a monocle. <laughs> I bet you if it's not on the box, he has it on a certain card that's in the game and stuff. I'm like, no, <laughs> he never had a monocle. And she, I remember her saying, though, she's like, well, don't believe everything you see on the Internet. They can change stuff. I'm like, but they can't change the box. Like they didn't sneak into they your house change and change the box. Like he had a damn oh monocle, gosh. but they're saying he never did. That one's crazy. That but, one's just bonkers, dude. For but, everybody, I think. I think we're all in agreement. But then, but also with this, um, the Monopoly man, people are like, well, I remember the peanut guy exactly. having a monocle, but how would we get a peanut guy and a fucking Monopoly game mixed up? Like, no. So, well, because they both had a top hat, they both supposedly had the monocle and the peanut guy was drawn very similarly to the monopoly guy so that's another potential right. pop culture reference overlay like you got to be objective in these things like yeah it's cool to want to no. like think these change but for the sake of not sounding Never. crazy and stupid <laughs> like Never. i will not be objective about this <laughs> Um, but I'll tell you one right now. So I brought that I, we were talking about a whole bunch of these ones. So one of the other ones I brought up recently to her was the snow white mirror mirror on the wall. That one's messed up. And I wish I had clips to bring those up real quick, but, um, I'm gonna actually find it. Why don't you describe it while I try and find it and I can see if I can screen share it. Yeah. So basically the words that we remember, all of us collective do not be objective Heath. This is fact. It was mirror, mirror on the wall, but apparently it's magic mirror on the wall. That's crazy. It is yeah. not magic mirror on the wall. It's mirror, mirror on the wall. So that one makes me really upset and I need you to be mad with me on this. Heath. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree on that one. Um, I'm going to share the screen here on this one. Mirror, mirror on the wall. That sounds okay. Now this is magic. Oh. See, it says it right there. Magic mirror on the wall. This is super loud on my end. I don't know how loud it is on your end. So let's see. She walks, she's walking up to the mirror, and she doesn't say mirror, mirror. Slave in the magic mirror. Come from the farthest space. Through wind. And, and I've got the I've got the old VHS underneath this cabinet up in front of me. If I had a I've still had a VHS player, I could play it. <laughs> what wouldst thou know, my queen? Magic mirror on the wall. Oh bullshit! Who is the fairest one of all. Yeah. Bullshit, right? Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Magic mirror on the I wall. Like so one. if you watch the whole thing, she never actually says mirror, mirror on the wall like that. Just I don't know. It just makes sense to me. It just I, it was, explains some of these things like what's the relevance of them changing? But it's undeniable that so many of us had these memories that these things were something else and they changed. And that's an old one, too. No. 
That one's a really old one. There's actually one that I was kind of uncertain about, but now the the more I think about it, I'm like, dude, that's like I like I can envision it in my head. All us '90s babies, we were all into Britney Spears, and there's that that music video of "Oops, I Did It Again," and she was wearing a headset. She was like, I can see it in my head. I watched it a billion times. Guess what? Apparently, that's not true. She didn't wear a fucking headset. That's the first time I've heard that one. Okay. Yeah, that one kind of upsets. So I got another one. Remember Richard Simmons? Yeah. So describe to me how Richard Simmons looked in every one of his like sweat into the oldies videos. Like how did he dress from head to toe? Describe it. Oh. Do you remember what he looks like? I got to bring it up. He had like curly hair. Yes. Um, hold on. Okay, I'll 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 jump to the case the chase of like what they say has changed. Like when you go and buy a Richard Simmons outfit from like Halloween Central stores or something like that, he's wearing a sweatband. Like he always had a sweatband on around his forehead. If you okay, watch yeah. his videos, in none of them is he ever wearing a freaking sweatband. He had like no, he, he had, had them around sweatband. his wrists. Didn't he wear and wicked wear, short like, shorts? Shirt, yeah, shorts. little shorts. Yeah, I remember like blue shorts, but I'm sure that's not all he wore. But yeah, but he had like sweatbands on his yeah, wrists, he and he had it on a head- headband. Totally, he never wore a damn headband. Like, yes, he did, and people totally remember it that way. Like, so many people remember that he had a sweatband around his head all the time. So that, that's another one. Like, it just what is the relevance? Like, it doesn't make that sense. Is- it doesn't. It's like little stupid things, and we're just pissed off about it. Really <laughs> Richard Simmons had a goddamn sweatband. Can I tell you one that I thought was, oh, there's actually two that you should bring up that I thought were really cool. But this one's so funny to me because, like, I uh, I don't have this memory at all. But have you heard of the one that's New Zealand's location? Yeah. So that one's kind of wild. I didn't know what weird. to think about that one. So the argument either. is that New Zealand switched actual positions on the planet, that it was – yeah. yeah. Being northeast instead of southeast. Yeah. And a lot of people that remember it being bizarre. southeast of Australia, but that's on all maps now. It's northeast of Australia. So I don't know. I, yeah, I that, that was one where I was so kind of like, eh. Ooh, what about King Henry? King Henry is a good one, but something major switching positions. That's another one. Everyone remembers that in the human body, the heart's on the left hand side. We put our right hand over our heart for that reason, whenever we're doing Pledge yeah. of Allegiance. It's sent, center right to the body. Central to the body is where it is on anatomical scales. Now oh. it's literally dead central in the body. But all of us remember it being left side. It is over the left side. Like if you watch every vampire movie, they're stabbing them over here, not in the middle. Like it's on the left side. But they're saying oh, that that's a Mandela. See, oh, see, I always knew it was in the center. Yeah. I always thought when I was younger, I'm like, it's really weird that I put, why would I put my hand over here? Yeah, so that one, see, I'm in this reality, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? What Which was is it? kind of fun, actually. I was asking people at the gym because I was like so curious about this. So I'd ask specific people and it's really interesting because we're not all on board. There's there's many people that do remember it that specific way, which is very interesting. Right. But, um, do you have the photo for King Hen- the King Henry one? I do. This one's Photoshop. So like a lot of these things, a lot of the ones that I'm bringing up where it shows 
um, what people remember versus what it is. Obviously, the one that people remember is a Photoshop deal, like someone made it on the internet to look like what we were all describing. Because the Fruit of the Loom one's the biggest. Well, I'll bring that one up because I'm like, that's dead. Oh on. my gosh. Let's do this one first. This King Henry one, I've actually heard the same story from multiple people. And I remember I used to work in the art world. And I remember when we first started bringing this one up way back then that this one was one that people were talking about of the picture of King Henry. They remember him holding a turkey leg and he was known for being like a glutton and that like the Simpsons would even like Homer dressed up as King Henry eating a turkey leg, making fun of him. And they say that he never was actually holding a turkey leg in the famous painting. He's holding a leather glove. So when you guys are looking at the screen right now, the picture on the right is the one that is collectively all here right now. The one with him holding a turkey leg is not one that you'll ever find. It's one's photoshopped. So I don't know. I don't know what the relevance is, but I've heard someone tell the story about how they used to have art history class and it was often before lunch and they'd look at the turkey leg and be like, damn, man, that turkey leg looks good. I am hungry. Why does that thing have to be staring at me the whole day right now? And they they clearly remember the turkey leg for many different reasons, just like I did with the Berenstain Bears thing. So I remember having those debates and people remembered that one. So I don't know what the significance is. It's just all of these are like that. It's like this subtle, tiny little change. It makes no sense. I know. It makes no sense. So bizarre. Also, I thought it was interesting the Mona Lisa. I don't really know with this one, but I still think it's, I find it interesting that like this is a phenomena. Yeah, let me bring that the one Mona up. Mona Lisa smile like. So you remember yeah. that phrase and there's a movie called Mona Lisa Smile. Oh my gosh. Okay, I get it now. Looking so at these. the one on the right is the one that exists right now. She is plain faced. There's no smile in her eyes and she there's has no, no smirk on her face. Like that is not what I remember. I remember the one that's on the left. It is a slight smile. It's barely upward turned. It's almost like you have to look at her whole face to see that she's smiling and that's that was like one of the biggest art education things about it was that Leonardo da Vinci was so intricate and, and detailed in some of the weird nuances of his paintings that, you know, they say like certain symmetry brings out alien images and all that kind of weird stuff. But like when you looked at Mona Lisa, if the breakdown sections of her face in the left one, which is the one that I remember, you don't really tell that she's really smiling unless you combine the smile with her eyes because her eyes are sort of smiling as well. The picture on the, the right, which is the one that's on display right now, they say like th that's the one that's always existed and she's totally not smiling. She looks like she's just plain faced, no smirk. So how does that look like a Mona Lisa? The point smile? of Mona Lisa right? is that you're like, is she smiling? Is she not? Right. What? Yeah. This one is actually so crazy. I uh, The examples that I uh, saw didn't show this and this is insane. This is probably the most insane one to me. We all remember her. It's called the Mona Lisa smile. The 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 one that they're saying is legit now. There's no smirk in her face. That's crazy. So did that just zoom in on that your end? That makes me mad. Like, does this look zoomed in on your end? Yeah. Okay. So that's the one yeah. I remember. Like, you can clearly see that she has like a smile in her eyes, and the mouth is somewhat upturned. But then, like, you put this one up, and it just none. None. There's nothing there. No there's, smile. There's no smile. There's no Mona Lisa smile. So, like, this one is. This one's a huge one. I'm like, that is one of the most recognizable, if not the most recognizable piece of art in the entire history of humanity. And that changed. Like, that's so weird. Although the one on the left, though, that's like, I mean, I'm sure. So, yeah. Like you said, somebody photoshopped somebody that. Sure, so yeah. that's a little bit too much of a smirk because I can she looks like she's smirking. Right. To me. But the one the, the original Mona Lisa that I remember, if you looked 
at her, you would be like, you'd question, like, is there a smile? Is there not? Like, but it always did kind of look like it. That's what was so hypnotizing about the photo is because you look, you could go back and forth looking at it and not really understand if she was smiling or not. Yeah. This is crazy. It is crazy. This is the craziest one. It is. I think that's one okay, of the wildest ones. On. What's what's another yeah. one you want to dive into? Oh, um. Oh, well, you kind of. Oh, the Fruit of the Loom the, one. Fr- yes, yeah. Let me that let me find that, that one real quick. So dumb. Sorry for those who are listening to the audio only version. You should go watch the video version. You should. You should go watch it. <laughs> so the argument with the Fruit of the Loom one is that the label always had never the label never had a cornucopia behind all the fruit and i'm like no i used to buy this stuff as a kid i remember my parents would buy me that as a kid and it totally always had it so it's like why do some of us remember the cornucopia like that one is that one just blows my mind so the one on the left if you can see the screen the one on the left with the cornucopia is what i remember i don't know what you remember yeah you remember that? No, I remember the cornucopia. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, so I've heard this, I've saw this one talked about recently too on a video. So, you know, like I said before, like it does, it's not like some of us remember it, like a huge overwhelming majority remember a lot of these things all a certain way. We remember the golden leg. We remember Luke, I'm your father. We remember Berenstein Bears. We remember this one too. And this one was a great example because People are like, well, that's the cornucopia that I remember. Like somebody drew this and photoshopped it in, but it's not like I remember one, but it didn't quite look like that. Like, no, that's what I remember. The one that's on the screen right now is the one that I remember. It looked that is the logo. That's what it looked like. So it's not like it's a variation of a cornucopia that maybe was similar to what I remember. I'm like, no, that's the label. That's what it looked like. Yeah, that one's insane to me like that. One on the right that they're saying is the legit. That doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. It needs the cornucopia. I'm telling you right now. So that's another one. Looney Tunes was another one. (laughs) I'll fight. That one is. I will fight somebody on this. Oh, the Looney Tunes one is interesting. I can go back and forth on that, actually. So what is the one? If you want to if you want to tell people what that one is while I'm trying to find it. Yeah, so basically the majority of us remember Looney Tunes as T-O-O-N-S, where they're saying it's Looney Tunes as T-U-N-E-S, which doesn't really make sense because that show isn't even about music. Like, Tunes, T-O-O-N-S makes more sense, but yeah, that one's really bizarre. I guess, like, looking at it, I can go back and forth, but I think I do remember T-O-O-N-S. Yeah, like... Here it is right here. Um, I remember it as, as Looney Tunes, like T-O-O-N-S. And that also makes sense because yeah. a cartoon is spelled C-A-R-T-O-O-N-S. The tunes, like the tunes yes. would be like music. That doesn't make any sense. Like it, it doesn't, not only does it not look right, it doesn't make sense. So I don't know about that one either. And the Fruit Loops, the Fruit Loops one is similar to that. Like it's, I'll pull that one up too. There's these things are yeah, just, the there's so many of them. Yeah, so the one that we remember is the actual Fruit Loops cereal being the O's of Loops. Yeah. Um, but I guess in the real version or whatever now, 
um, fruit is also where you and I would be is also the Fruit Loops cereal. Yeah, here which it is. I don't remember. I mean, I can go back and forth on that one too. I could I too, but it just doesn't. I don't know. The F R O O T just I don't know. It just doesn't look right to me. It doesn't look right. I I remember the left as well, like the just the regular fruit and then loops with the t- two cereals. Yeah. Um. Again, the significance though. It's like, yeah. what the frick does it even matter? Like <laughs> these things change. So ridiculous. But there's so many little ones too. Like I, there's just some that are popping in my head. But like Kit Kats, there's this argument that the Kit Kat had a hyphen in the middle. Like I remember the hyphen, but the, I guess that never existed Do either. You? Yeah. But if oh, you I look it up now, it never had a hyphen. So I don't know. Yeah, that that one's really interesting. A lot of people also about Curious George, like that one. All of us remember him having. Yes, we all remember him with the tail. Apparently, yep. he doesn't have a tail. He's a freaking monkey. Why would he not have a tail? His tail got him into trouble. His tail always got him into trouble. Like it would, it would, like he. I don't know. It would like get him into trouble. I, just, I can't think of any of the examples of yeah. the stories. But he had one hundred percent had a tail. So there's actually a movie. I think it's like a Netflix movie or something, and it's called The Mandela Effect. And it starts off with this guy on the beach with his daughter and she's dragging a monkey around. It was a Curious George doll by the tail. So and she ends up dying. And I remember the movie was really heavy for me. We never finished it. Um, But it's basically that goes along the lines of some of the stories that have come up too, where people have claimed to like, woke up in an apartment and they're in, they're living in a place they don't recognize but all the belongings in there's pictures of them with people in the apartment and everything else but the day before they had a wife a family and a job and they're not actually in that life anymore so they have like a completely different life or vice versa like they've woken up and it's like there's my wife there's my kids and there's pictures of us all over the place how the hell did i get here like they just have this memory yeah. of a previous life and none of it existed. And now they have this new reality and people make them out to be crazy. Like, think about if that happened to you and you had to like explain to people like, Whoa. dude, no, I was like a co-host on a podcast. I had all this stuff going on. And like, no, this is not the life that I have. And then people are like, what the hell are you talking about, Alexis? Like, you lost your damn mind. Dude, That'd be wild. What? Yeah. That would be so wild. That'd also be so wild. Have you ever felt anything like that? Like even like a glimpse or I don't know. I'm trying to like think back if I've ever felt like it kind of makes me want to like reflect and be like, is there any moment? Well, I guess there are moments where I feel like I've repeat like deja vu. Yeah. There's moments where I'm like, I have done this before. Yeah. Which is interesting also to bring into the whole quantum mechanics. Like because if past is if the past is the past already written. Like if we've already taken action on specific things and lived life, like is that actually real or does that disappear because it's all happening at once? Right. So there's things I've been thinking about. (laughs) So there's actually a deja vu Mandela effect explanation. Like they think like not only that, but it also melds together with quantum physics. So like when you talk about that many worlds interpretation, Every single one of those things, if you just picture like an infinite branch of all those different choices, and they lead out like tree roots would, and they just go in all these different intersections of every choice that you make. They say that deja vu is a collapsing of some of those branches of several different realities coming back together at another intersection. So there was this inevitable point of where things came back together. 
And I remember, I don't know if I said this on the recording so far today, but like this whole season has been about like the what ifs. Well, that comes from the movie, The Time Machine. It's, it's a movie from like the early 2000s. I don't know if you ever saw that one, but it wasn't like big and a lot of people thought it was cheesy. There's a couple, a lot of movies that are out there that get horrible ratings and I thought they were good movies. That was one of them. Um, yeah, same. it was like, remember how his, uh, his girlfriend died and he was a scientist and it was back in like the 1915 era, like everything was steam powered stuff. He literally made like a steam powered crystal designed time machine. And he goes back, he spends like 10 years trying to make it. He makes it, he goes back total spoiler alert on this movie. If you haven't seen it, I won't wreck the whole thing, but, um, he goes back <laughs> in time and he stops his girlfriend from dying in that moment and he like basically she says something about like i want flowers and he leaves her at the side he's like okay i'll get you flowers like he's all love struck and he's like you know grieving over her for a decade so he goes back in time he saves her and he leaves her standing there and something happens where like a horse and carriage runs off the road and runs her over and he watches her die again and he keeps on going back in time and she keeps on dying and he basically encounters like a karmic paradox like she's supposed to die Something has to happen because she's supposed to die. And later in the movie, he kind of dis discovers that that has to happen for him to make the time machine for something else significant to happen with that machine later on. Like it was a part of karma that needed to happen for him to fill a purpose. Wow. So it's like they say that deja vu might be that it's a reconvergence of timelines. So you're almost like intersecting with other versions of yourself. So you're all like, I don't know, it's like the intersection of those things. I've heard it explained that way. Um, I actually love that. That makes sense. That it, makes a lot of sense. It makes sense in a freaking crazy way. But the, okay. the explanation they give about it is the deja vu of a Mandela effect is a phenomenon involving consistent false memories that emerged with the growth of the internet. Increasingly popular hypothesis that our reality is a simulated augmentation suggests that the past, present, and future exist simultaneously in parallel universes and that they intersect in those moments. So I believe that. Yeah. I do. I, I, I yeah, it just makes sense in that movie. It's crazy. Cause at the end of it, when it comes to like its climax, the, person that he's encountering says like you are plagued by that that never ending unanswerable question what if and i just remember that saying and it's like yeah it's like that that what if of my life would what if i made the decision this way or what if i make the decision right now that will shift my life like that what if is always something that's always echoed in my mind like i love that question it also gives us like a lot more power in our life like it I feel like a lot of times we feel like we don't have a choice, but if you think about your life in the way of so many different realities taking place and that we're in charge, like that just gives you so much more power to like choose your reality. Absolutely. I just been thinking about that a lot lately. I think about like my state of mind or if I get stuck in like a spiral or whatever, I just think like, man, like whatever happens next is because of whatever state of mind I'm in. And I have complete control of the reality based on my emotion and my thoughts. And that's, it just like, every time I've read about the Mandela effect, it just brings me back to that, that power of choice. Right. I, kinda, I love that. And I love that. What if, because ultimately, um, yeah, we have the power to choose. Yeah. Sorry. The, 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 oh, what was one of the things I was going to say about that whole thing? So 
you know, when you have the power of, of choice and the power to choose, like you have to think about that and taking your power back. And that's, that's like, I guess what fascinates me about this whole entire thing, because like, there's no choice that is deterministic. Like your life is not meant to be in a certain way and certain fate. And I feel like at a certain point in my life, I was very like atheist because I felt like God had failed me in a few crucial intersections and like put me on these crash collisions with nasty things that were to happen in my life. And I remember I actually wore a cross around my neck and one of these bad things happened to me. And it was a cross that actually me and a friend of mine who he died um, when I was a senior in high school in a car crash and we bought them at the beach together at the same time. And I always wore it and he was actually buried with his. So I had mine and I remember something significant happened. I felt like God failed me. I ripped it off and I've never actually worn it again. But that one decision, his death led to me becoming a police officer. And it was a significant thing because he died in a drunk driving crash. So I like vowed to like do stuff that was going to prevent that stuff from happening. It was hugely traumatic for me. So then I get into that line of work and then this significant time that I was going through actually prevented me from moving forward in that career, which then created a whole division of these crazy branches of life that led to all these great things afterwards. So what I thought of at that moment in time, that was this disastrous thing that sort of like God doesn't love me and I ripped off that thing. That's sort of in that mo those moments too, it sort of like turned me atheist in a way, which then led to me thinking that life was deterministic. Things were supposed to happen. Fate was a certain way, like this is a fate and there's no escaping it. But then as time went on, I saw that the purpose behind that led to these other fantastic things. So what I thought of was the worst thing in that moment led me to a branch of life that like, oh my God, I would have missed out on that if that bad thing didn't happen. And it started to make me believe a little bit more in like divine intervention and purpose that the higher creation that created all this stuff, all these messes we're talking about today, like the divine creation has a place it wants to put us. And no matter how much we think we want that design to look like, it's going to happen in the way that it's designed to happen for us. And we have to go through certain roads and paths in life to end up there. And no matter how much it might hurt or suck, it has the control more than we do. So we have to relinquish that control. So as those like deterministic intersections of life happen, certain things happen down the road from then that brought me back to having actually a deeper connection with the all, I don't like using the word God because it's too dogmatic, but yeah, that's like sort of like my, my journey and where like a lot of these conversations kind of bring me there too, because it's like, yeah, these weird choices and intersections in life, the weird nudge that comes and in, in, in intersects with us, sends us on a whole different trajectory and that leads to who knows what. Wow, that's deep, Keith. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> Some deep stuff. Well, let's get back to what we were talking about, Going unless deep. you want to jump on that. Um. So there was one that I honestly, I can't, I can't remember one way or another. Um, it was the JFK thing, and which is weird because the JFK assassination was the first conspiracy theory that I remember diving on when the movie JFK came out in like the early 90s. And sort of started to open up everybody's minds for like the the assassination did not happen the way the Warren Commission report came out. And it got everybody to start looking at that whole conspiracy deeper. I don't remember the thing about the limo at all. No, I don't either. I'm going to bring up it? a picture of that one. You have it? Yeah. Where is it? And I thought I would recognize this one better too because 
I've looked at this a million times. I've seen like, I've actually had like a computer simulation of the whole 3D thing. You could like spin around every minute of the JFK assassination. Someone put it into a computer program so you could like create a 3D environment. What? Yeah, I actually like have hit. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, I don't remember the limo being a four-seater or a six-seater. I just remember Je um, Connolly being there and I thought his wife was with him. So in the picture that I'm zooming in on right now, it shows the presidential limo as a four-seater. It basically has a front seat and a back seat. But the the past that we all remember is it's a limo with three rows of seats. And Connolly and his wife were sitting right in front of JFK and uh, Jackie O. So I don't know. I This this one I'm on the fence That's about. That's a weird one. But the fact that I can't remember kind of bugs me about it. Yeah, that one's really weird. I mean, you obviously have like much more experience diving into the JFK assassination than I do, but I I also don't remember it that way. I just this one's really yeah, this is another one I can go back and forth on because yeah. I feel like I can start believing it once I see that the a photo that it is now. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird one. It is a weird one. So any other ones that you want to dive on? I know that's what I'm looking up right now because I feel like there was one that I was like, this one, this one's bullshit. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, the Pikachu. Pikachu was another one. Oh, freaking Pikachu. Freaking that Pikachu. One. That one I'll look up. Describe that one while I'm looking that one up. Okay, so we all remember Pikachu having a partially black tail. At the tip of his tail, it is black. Apparently, it is not black. Never has it's been. It's all yellow. And that one makes me mad because we all know he, dude, come on. Like he had a black freaking tail. I remember the black tail. It doesn't even look right with, without the black tail. It doesn't look right at all. All right, here it is. Totally doesn't look right without the black tail. It, it just doesn't look, this. it doesn't look complete. It looks like it's missing something. But that's and the one that, that always existed. Little, like the brown base of his tail like i don't remember any why would he even have brown the shadow is that like his shadow i think that's pikachu that's supposed to be a shadow i think like it's like the underside of his arms no, and, like right at the base yeah oh the brown yeah i don't remember that either the stem of his tail being yeah, brown right. yeah no that's not that's right that's not right. That's not right. So dumb. So I don't know. Like, what is the explanation behind these? I don't know. Some people have actually had the um, two different main. So two different actually physics ones. So if we're going to get into like the whole timeline has changed. The two biggest ones that I've heard explanations on is that the world actually did end in a certain timeline in 2012 with the Mayan calendar. Like they're saying that ended and we are a continuation of a timeline that split off from it and we're a different one from there. I don't understand that one. I've heard it explained a million times and I still, I don't, I don't get it. So I can't really prescribe to it. Um, the other one is, so there was the timeline split with the, um, oh, it was the Hadron Collider. So the large Hadron Collider in um, Switzerland in France that does all the quantum physics experiments, basically creating miniature black holes and you're smashing subatomic particles together and you're really messing with like the basic fundamentals of like what quantum physics is. Um, I've heard that one is a, a likely culprit in what might have caused a timeline divergence. So I don't know, man. I can't explain it. That's really interesting. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Okay, so 
the Mandela effect started, I'd be curious about this. Did it start in 2013 when he apparently died? Or were people seeing seeing these things prior to his death? And then once that happened, they were like, we're just going to name it the Mandela effect. I don't know. I don't know. That one's, it was, it's really strange. It basically, it was noticed years later. Like people first started to notice things with the Mandela effect. And he, when he died, that was when they first discovered like, wait a minute, he died. I thought he already died. Bob Barker was another one. The host of Price is Right. I remember when he died, I think it was like last year when he died. It was recently in the last couple of years. I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't he die already? Like that was another Mandela that people said like, no, Bob already died years ago and people remember him dying just recently. So I don't know, man, I don't have explanations for it. It's like, it's one of those things that bogs my mind and I love talking about it and getting it out there, but I like to hear what people's, what their, their thoughts and impressions are and hearing like what they might actually have as a hypothesis on why this stuff's going on. I have like a, I have a theory. It's kind of out. It's kind of crazy, actually. Drop it on me. Kind of out there. Well, I kind of wonder. Well, the reason that I asked originally why or when did people start seeing these different, um, how long has this phenomenon been going on? Is because I wonder with the extraterrestrials coming in and kind of. Um, coming in slowly so people can be less afraid and get used to it. I wonder if they're also um, sharing different parts of the universe with us. And maybe this glitch is one of those ways for us to start thinking in a different way. Hmm. It's an interesting thought. Just a thought. So I just <laughs> while you were saying that, I looked up um, when the first time that uh, Mandela effect was coined, the term was actually coined and it was by a paranormal researcher named Fiona Broom who started it in 2009 after being convinced that Nelson Mandela had died in prison in the eighties. And then he died four years later um, after leaving South Africa. So it was actually before he died. So that was, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that is really interesting. I don't know, but if anybody has any ideas, any thoughts, any theories, send it our way. Definitely. I'll put a link in the show notes if you've got one. Uh, if you have any theories, I will I will put them up. I will I will probably do a social media post on the whole thing as well. But if you have any theories on how this actually came to be, um, I'm totally fascinated and interested. So and there's there's so many more. Bing Crosby, uh, I'll be home for Christmas. That was the one I just this that's actually what oh. spurred me to have these conversations most recently, which led to me talking to you about it. And you're like, dude, we got a new episode, but I'll be home for Christmas. You can you can count on me. Yeah, and he never said that. It was you can plan on me. That's stupid. It's it, but, but the weird one with that one is there are versions. There's only like one or two versions from certain people. I think the Carpenter's version of that song says you can count on me. So mm. was it always planned? And then we heard it mainstream in one version, but like Elvis's version, Bing Crosby, like all these other people, it was always planned. But on the Carpenter's version, you can still hear it as count. So I don't know about that one. But Dude, yep, I think. I think we've hammered this one home pretty well. I don't have a definitive answer for anybody, but um, it's an interesting concept and an interesting subject that could have so many different explanations. And uh, I don't know. Any other ones you want to cover before we jump off? 
no, I feel like we went through all the really good ones. But anybody that's curious about it, you could just research Mandela effect on Google and you can look at there's a ton of them and they're all stupid. They're like all Pikachu's stupid. Tail. They're all just like so. Yeah, there's nothing. Hu- although what if there is and we haven't found it yet? Yeah, there is a big one. It's true. It could be something huge that shifted and we don't even know it. Everything before today could be a programmed thought in the simulation and none of it actually existed. You know, it's kind of wild. No, this this doesn't exist. This is not even happening. This is going to be different when it, it published. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alexis, this has been a good one. Thanks for uh, participating and, and suggesting we do this one because I was like, it's a little more complicated and I don't know enough, but honestly, who knows anything about this? None of us know the answer. We have our theories or whatever. It could be just nothing but misremembering and a bunch of us being dumbasses, or it could be somebody going back in time and stepping on a grasshopper and that leads to Pikachu's tail being a different color and whatever else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a glitch. That's right. Glitch in the Matrix. All right. We'll see you next time. If you are a conscious thought leader, an expert on inspiration, or have your own amazing story to tell about how you've manifested your best life, we want you on the show. You can connect with us by writing to connect at livethislife.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at livethislife.org. Or you can reach out to us through the show's Calendly page at calendly.com forward slash livethislife. Be sure to check out everything going on with the podcast at livethislife.org.